The Other Side of the News is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from The Other Side of Midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary. Based on well-verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment. Our desire, desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. With clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. Welcome. My name is Timothy Saunders. I'm one of your trio of co-hosts on this 44th edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this early morning from a spring-like southwest Turkey, which for many of you may be situated on the other side of the globe. As the dawn chorus begins to practice its scales here, hopefully many of you are relaxing into your evening. It is a great pleasure to once again experience the days extending as we approach the next equinox. Yes, spring is most definitely well on its way. Only another circa six weeks to go. Following a very rare snowfall last week, we are currently enjoying a mini heat wave. Daytime temperatures are now kissing the high side of 20 degrees centigrade. That's nearly 70 degrees for any Fahrenheitists out there. While I do not acknowledge or respect the effects derived from the manipulation of Greta, I do believe our planet is entering a noticeably different phase in its colossal natural cycle. When I sense the serenity of the light blue sky, the emerald vegetation and the sapphire ocean, accompanied by the smell of fresh air and, the, and hear the sounds of nature, it is a stark contrast to imagine how many people still seem so inexorably caught up in this immense can of worms at the heart of the hollow pandemic. I will soon be joined by co-host and producer Kintia, together with co-host and researcher Annette Driscoll, who are once again speaking this evening from the infamous wheelhouse in California. This show is entitled Elephant in the Oval. As with so many important events around the world, humanity has become accustomed to trust selected sources of information rather than make their own research. We've discussed so many times that perception without discernment rarely leads to truth. It is essential to examine each cog in the machine from multiple viewpoints and to listen to multiple opinions without prejudice in order to gain a full understanding of any given event. Those who rely on following the herd are in great danger of adopting the negative characteristics of sheep without GPS or far worse, lemmings without parachutes. So how do we perceive the truth in anything anymore? Since the 1970s, movies like Kubrick's 2001 Space Odyssey 
the art of matting, CGI, green screen, 3D modeling, animation, and hybrid special effects has become so convincing and so widely available that totally convincing fictional results have become indiscernible from reality. The latest technology allows real life expressions and movements to be instantly transferred from actors to virtual characters in real time. You only need to look at a movie like Cameron's Avatar, which is now some 10 years old, where an almost faultless virtual world entertained the scrutiny of audiences around the world. These techniques continue to evolve to the point where dead actors and actresses now appear in sequels. Of course, there is no accounting for taste. However, this manipulation of our perception has been going on far longer in the entertainment industry. Take H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds, originally published in 1901 and then performed live on radio in 1938. Do you wonder if anyone else is using this technology? I'm sure I do not need to spell this out. So how can we believe anything? Especially when so many people have become forgetful to trust their moral compass. But surely organizations like the United Nations, the WHO, the central banks, the CDC or Imperial College, Big Pharma, hospitals and our puppet governments, they wouldn't lie to us, would they? To serve their own agenda, would they? Those who believe we are abducted at birth, programmed to our 20s and then set up to serve and perpetuate the system until the grave, those who recognize the current inversion of truth cannot easily rescind. For those who are now to the show, if everything appears so hunky-dory, try asking yourself, why is so much extreme censorship, social engineering and propaganda being pushed onto humanity in lockstep? But this vat of snakes is not just about the pandemic. This web of deceit extends far beyond the horizon, beyond even the hollows where sunlight is obscured. It seems to have become entangled with almost every element of our reality. Clearly, the more people aware of this network, the more chains of deception simply begin to dissolve. And then just occasionally, we are fortunate to catch a glimmer of something potentially significant that the mainstream either misses, senses, or simply chooses to ignore. From boots on the ground citizens armed with smartphones, this technology enables truth seekers to passively live broadcast and share events like stimulate quintessential questions. I very much look forward to hearing our guest perspective regarding this essential awakening process, all with the view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You will find us at www.theothersideofmidnight.com. Click on the other side of the news in the drop down menu, or kindly scroll down to tonight's white, the other side of the news show banner. There you will see details for this show, quick links to our bios, as well as links to our show items, references, and selected research. As usual, there is a huge collection of information to read, watch, and listen to, most of which has been hand-picked from independent sources. I urge you to study them and even download your own copies sooner than later, as the censorship, censorship robots are working around the clock to rewrite our history in real time. As we positively encourage our listeners to co-create a better future, you will find the call-in telephone number below tonight's banner. If you have a relevant question or perhaps would like to share an important observation, please dial plus one if you're outside of North America, 
followed by 917-889-8802. You'll come through to our sound engineer in the control tower, Keith Morgan, who will begin to guide you into join us at a convenient point of the conversation. We will take your calls in the last 30 minutes, the last 45 minutes of this two-hour show after we have laid out the foundations of this discussion. During the last seven days, we have been inundated by a deluge of remarkable events and headlines reported in the news to discuss and present each topic in correct context could take the whole show. As the other side of the news is not per se a typical news show, and in order to make the best use of our available airtime, I believe we should not dwell on this too much and we should plot a course to greet our, the rest of our team and to introduce our guest as soon as possible. Despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth, you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is an increasing number of respected journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers, artists, and activists who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream media, just to ignore the social media it doesn't make any sense and also to discern properly when you look at this propaganda. To make your own independent research, to stop acquiescing and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Mustang Medic, our guest, is such an individual. I look forward to him joining us shortly. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Aneta. Have you nominated any rioters with Nobel Prizes this week? <laughs> I could nominate some of the cats, but no. <laughs> wow. Well, this week, that's a pretty amazing week. I mean, we've been having amazing weeks, and you think this this tops them all, and then the next week comes, and that's certainly the way I feel about it at this point. I mean, we have everything going on that you can imagine, and uh, it's kind of funny when I think back about the shows that we've put on. We've talked about what their next round is going to be in the in the boxing ring and how they're going to do it and actually you know what it's all playing out and um i'm not gloating here that that we've been right but we have been but i'm kind of saddened that we've been right because you know they're just still playing out their stuff but i will say that they're mighty nervous i mean as they as you get close to the target you find the veracity of their censorship and their vitriol just unbelievably strong and the closer you as you're hovering over them they they you know they really lash out so i know we're on target i know that we're making progress i see that people are waking up uh, albeit slow and slowly and i i am but I'm, I'm pleased to see it and i you know i'm sorry the planet's going through all these horrible things but there are people waking up and understanding more and more every day and the numbers are growing and that's their biggest nightmare ever is that people wake up so i could go on and on about all the news but i'm going to let kintia have a little say here so i don't you know dominate this <laughs> well yes i've i've noticed in the last uh, week a shift in i would say that the population here near San Francisco, is more nervous. I went to the DMV a couple months ago, 
And of course, they were doing the mask and everything, but it was more relaxed. So I went yesterday, and the contrast was so striking. I mean, I even at one point, I, I said to the lady who was helping me at the, at the desk, I said, wow, this is like the Gestapo. And she just kind of nodded her head, you know, like, oh, yes. And I felt for her because she was the one who had helped me the last time I had gone there. And um, it's interesting that there's this effort to dehumanize people. And yet today I had uh, a worker come up the stairs and she knocked on my door. And she was very relaxed and smiling. So there are there are these blips of light, you know, where people are reaching out even stronger to make that human connection. And I'm just seeing this divide expand and expand, like those who are so rigidly following the mass media, so dip, deeply hypnotized, it seems like the fear is accelerating in them and they're becoming um, more rigid, less accepting, less forgiving certainly more fearful and then I see those who are pulling away and there's like an extra effort to make this heart connection and I deeply feel that this is the time that we need to make that deep heart connection prayer meditation you know just being silent and listening to your breath i mean when things come up wow they come up and they come up really fast and they slam you really fast and if you have some kind of technique where you can touch the core of your being quickly um you know i get knocked off my skateboard <laughs> metaphorically and then i say okay breathe 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 and so I'm reaching out to our audience because, you know, I know we're watching this drama, this cosmic drama playing out and the polarities, especially here we have the two shows, The Other Side of Midnight and The Other Side of the News, who are 180 opposed on this question. <laughs> and I'm, you know suspended between both of them because I love the hosts on both shows and uh, it's pretty intense I can tell you um, brilliant people are like so convinced that this is how it is and this is the truth and what scares me is when they're not willing to look at the other side so that's one of the things I'm really happy about our guest tonight is like he's mentioned it's it's important to present both sides. And I was noticing, I, I happened to review, you know, I like to go back and look at some of our previous shows just to see how the links are standing up. And I was shocked that last week they had taken down one of Greg Braden's links. I mean, this was not even a threatening link. It was like a, you know, like a science and spirituality mixed in a hopeful, upspiring, uh, inspiring message. And I, I was literally shocked to see that they had censored that one. I mean, it's amazing. You go through our past shows and you'll see one video after another censored, 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 censored. So like Aneta says, you know, when you're too close, 
when you're too close, that's when they start to get really edgy and they're clamping down. Um, it's pretty striking. I, and I, I, I also oh. notice the language that's flying around is more inflammatory, even among friends. There's uh, a sense of um, like a name calling as though that will discredit what is being said, you know, so constantly I'm hearing, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And I'm thinking, well, there is a conspiracy there. <laughs> I don't know about, you know, theorist. I see it it's pretty blatant. So, well, that will be determined. Each of you out there has to do your own due diligence and look at the materials and come to your own conclusions and that's what this show is about, to help you to provide information so that you can make those important decisions in your life. Um, I just want to come back again. Like I went to the DMV, and now they're saying that there's this new law that by October you won't be able to even travel among the United States between states if you don't have what they call the real ID card. And I'm thinking, ooh, what is that connected to? Wow, 666, let me put my thumb here. <laughs> oh, you want all my alias names. You want all this. You want that. You know, and I'm thinking, I never had to put my pre-marriage names before, but now they're wanting all this information. And like, why? Who's, you know? Oh, well, dear Snowden. To that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I, like, I'm not getting a real idea. If, if people want to not have that uh, and they still want to travel, they can, of course, get a passport. And we have the passport cards just so people understand that. But that right, real ID. Annetta, huh? let's, let's mention the, the show that we did um, with uh, James and um, Paul. Paul, yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago. That was show number, what, uh, 42, I believe? I think so. Um, I'm looking. But tell, tell them a yeah. little bit about that while I... Oh, yeah. So this was supposed to actually go through in October of 2020, but they said due to the uh, COVID, and I, I have big air quotes over here, uh, that they weren't going to enforce that uh, to travel. I don't know that it's travel to state to state. It is, tr it is travel within the United States by air, for sure. Um, I, I think they'd have a really hard time controlling that. But I want to just point out, by contrast, they're wanting to um, House Resolution 1 of the new Congress, uh, the 117th Congress, they're wanting to pass this really outrageous bill uh, that is all about um, not, if one, of the, one of the items on there is not having any form of identification uh, to vote, uh, not having any proof of who you are, citizenship, or if you voted 12 times, or anything. Um, and it's really interesting, because they're wanting all of your information on this one side, you know, basically to come after you. And then the other side, they want it all wide open. So, you know, I say, well, can't have both ways. But anyway, I, I think that, you know, you have to really use your common sense here and go, why are they wanting this, and what are they going to do with it? Mostly, what are they going to do with it? You know, I don't trust them. And uh, call me paranoid, but I've had enough experience. I don't trust this system at all. So, 
Did so that show it? that I was referring to is called Countdown to Truth, and it was the number, the 42nd show with Paul Andrew and James Michael. And the reason I was bringing it up is that they offer a way of doing paperwork so that you can get out of the trap. And it's fairly simple compared to other things that we've looked at. So, yeah, yeah that's if a you're most curious, excellent show to go back to. And the, the website that is connected on that show will, will tell you where to go. So, yeah, so if you don't want to get into that whole trap, which I would strongly recommend not, uh, then look there. And they have a different form of identification that takes you out of being a U.S. citizen, which is going to sound kind of foreign to a lot of people, and takes you into being an American of the Republic. So this is something we're probably going to be talking about anyway, about the U.S. corporation versus the Republic, since it's become an item that people are now becoming aware of, which is really interesting and really hopeful. Uh, because I tell you what, and if I had had civics class, which I did not, because they weren't teaching it by that time, I, um, but if they had, they would have left that part off that we're actually a corporation that's, that's uh, foreign to the, the United States of America, as in the real United States of America. So, um, and that's a long story, how many ways they've corrupted what that language is and what that represents and how, how they did that. But um, that show number 42 gets a little bit into that, and we are planning on bringing them back about this, this other, uh, several other things that are going on around that. So um, just, I kind of got off on a little thing there. A little well, bag, you know so. what, Annetta, I think it would, since we're tonight, we're talking about, you know, the surveillance on the Capitol and what's going on there. You might mm -hmm. also mention about how Washington DC is not really. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. It, it, so that's, that's why it's foreign. So if you're, if you're a U.S. citizen, which we all are, because we didn't know that we weren't, uh, basically you haven't, you haven't corrected your status because you didn't know you needed to, because you didn't understand. So, but we're all foreign to where we are right now. So basically what they say is, yep, you're, you're all living here in the territory, which is foreign to the United States of Washington, DC. So this gets into the whole thing about the uh, uh, foreign terrorists and belligerents and all of that. Uh, it gets really tricky um, as far as how they've done it. But the simple version is that, yeah, they've made us all into something we don't want to be, and this is how they get away with the taxation and everything else, which is utterly unconstitutional. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of things going on around that, and people say how they get away with it. Well, yeah, you're not even really what you think you are. You don't want to be a U.S. citizen. Trust me on that. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to trust me. Do your research. Um, there are ways, and these guys that we had uh, – on the show, uh, have have we're talking about that, and we're going to have future guests in that in relation to that topic. So, um, certainly, right now, the the good news about all of this just rubbish going on around us is that people are waking up on so many levels, and they're realizing, wait a minute, being a U.S. citizen isn't what I thought it was, and the in fact, the United States isn't what I thought it was, and you know, I. I think, you know, I want to bring it back around to some spiritual stuff because for those of us living through this, this is very uncomfortable. We're all living through it, but we all have different degrees of uncomfortableness. And one of my things is I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not uh, talking to enough people. I'm not clear enough with my presentations. I need to do more, 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 which isn't doing a lot for my own life, right? So I feel this kind of compulsion. And 
I heard someone speaking about this, and what they really said in the short version is that the stuff that we're seeing, the optics that are being performed for us right now that we're watching, and the, the corruption being exposed, etc., that isn't really for people that already understand it. That's for the people that don't really understand it, the people that haven't opened up their eyes to it yet. That's to wake them up from their deep slumber, from their brainwashing, from being under the influence of the media. That's, that is really for their benefit. For us, we need to just do what we can, be supportive, you know, create communities, help people. I see this a lot in the patriot movements. They're very, they're very community oriented. They're, they're, they're helping people. They're raising money for people that are in trouble. They're, they're doing things to support each other. And for those people, that's what, that's what they should be doing. And of course, talking to people, but not, not proselytizing because you know that's annoying. I mean, think about it. When they come knocking on your door and tell you that you know you're gonna, you know, die and burn in hell for eternity if you don't do it their way or. The no way that that's not the way to go about it which i have to remember because i can be very strong but i i'm thinking that this is for all of us it's much more about our spirituality and how do you handle it in the real everyday life and i think that this person had a really good way of putting it that it was it this thing that we're experiencing isn't really so much for the people that have already kind of caught on it's for the people to catch on more so and I, I mean I'd love to have you guys comment on that what you think but uh, that's kind of the conclusion I came to with that I, I totally final? agree I absolutely agree because if if there was to be a big change suddenly the people would feel like oh this is a military coup so you know, they need to have some reasons to understand why steps are being made in the direction they're being made. I mean, nobody, uh, we're in a blue state here, by the way, folks, we're in California. And they're, they just don't believe anything. They're so seduced by the, the mass media that if they don't have these wake up calls, they're not going to have the incentive to change. And they're, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think it's, it's. I think what's really, really interesting here, Cynthia and Timothy, wherever you are, is that this thing with Miramar is is fascinating to me because this is a little country, and we say, "What? Well, you know, what's going on there?" Well, really, what it looks like to me is that we have a little model replica of what we are, what we have here in this country going on exactly. They are saying, hey, we've had election fraud, and it was done with, guess what? Dominion machines run on Smartmatic, blah, blah, blah. It's a military thing has come in to take out the uh, supposed leaders that are in, in office without being you know, actually elected in from what it looks like. And the interesting thing, too, is the CIA is greatly involved in this country. There's strong ties they've had to previous um, administrations, notably the Clintons and the Obama administrations. And there's a huge drug trafficking trade. There's a lot of heroin and there's a lot of human trafficking. So these are the same things that we're going after. And, and I, you know, I, I, I kind of have this thing. I, I have um, been really, really looking at this human trafficking thing. And uh, this, 
this is all not a mistake. I believe it's like a way for other people to see what's going on without actually, you know, they're kind of viewing it now without it happening here. This is like a, a preview movie. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it, it sure uh, looks like it. And the exposure of what's happening is starting to, they're starting to peel back. And all these countries, they're having all these step-downs of, of their governments. And many, many, many CEOs are resigning and stepping down. Look, those people don't just step down voluntarily. Something's going on with that to, to make, to compel them to step down. You don't just step down if you're Jeff Bezos. That's what the announcement was it yesterday. And uh, Elon Musk just all of a sudden goes, goes dark. He says, I'm going to go dark for a week. You know, what's really going on? These people don't just do that voluntarily. So I think we're actually being shown, I could go in on and on about all the ways I believe we're being shown different things that are happening. But I think that a country like Myanmar is a great, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a model of what we have here. So but I don't even know what kind of air time they're getting. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know. they, they aren't. They aren't. I mean, the, the, the mass media just that all the governments that are that are corrupt, which is almost all of them are like, oh, this is terrible. We can't let this stand. We must, you know, go in and fight it. And uh, of course, the media is, you know, trying to make it go away because it, it really it's like a dead on ringer. Um, so we'll see, but you know, there are people, those annoying people like me that just keep pushing it out there and letting people see it. So, you know, there's a lot of us like this. <laughs> ago that says am I being selfish and I said absolutely but I'm not doing this for me I'm doing this for my grandchildren and my grandchildren's children I see the loss of rights and freedoms I've lived long enough to know what's happened here and I cannot stand back and simply comply I'm gonna resist those measures with everything that I have uh, emotionally psychologically physically legally I cannot allow our rights and freedoms to be taken from us. We have to stand up for them. This is where I say that we have to become adults. We have to stand up for our rights and freedoms. We can't ask for them. We have to demand that they be honored and respected. To me, the masking is part of the strategy of totalitarian tiptoe. We just keep encroaching on you, and it's just a little bit worse than it was yesterday. And most people don't see it, but we see it. And that's why this program and the work that you guys are doing is so important. from Vaccine Choice Canada. I just want to reach out and express my gratitude to other side of the news for all that you guys are doing to empower humanity and bring us to a higher state of consciousness. Uh, the
time that we shared together was a real pleasure, rich conversation. And I know that all of you are uh, higher conscious beings who are uh, part of the solution. I just want to express my gratitude to Cynthia, Timothy, and Aneta and your program, The Other Side of the News. You guys are great. And welcome back to The Other Side of the News. Our show tonight is Elephant in the Oval. Uh, Co-hosting with me, Kinthea, is Timothy Saunders and Annette Driscoll. And our wonderful guest, a newfound journalist, is Mustang Medic. He is a self-proclaimed journalist. I first came across his work when I saw his video on the events of the night of the inauguration. He was freezing out there, but he stayed there from after midnight (laughs) till 5 in the morning. Like us on the other side of the news, he was pulled into this work because of the extreme bias and censorship by mass media, and he felt it important to show the truth of what was going on. He has over 8,000 videos online on his uh, YouTube channel and has no intention of changing anything. He knows the truth is out there and has set out to find it. Mustang Medic recognizes the need for multiple sources to find the truth. He says, don't trust me, trust what you investigate for yourself. My expression is, don't be a sheep. Mustang Medic is not affiliated with any group or person. A man of spirit, he says he answers only to Jesus Christ. So welcome, Mustang Medic. Are you with us? I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I, I would it's love to hear, and I think our audience would love to hear, how you got pulled into this. What was the event that like really woke you up that you wanted to go in this direction? For the past year, when... COVID came out and I was looking at the CDC numbers and I wasn't frightened by it because the CDC numbers were showing how many people were surviving it. I saw people starting to wear masks and and complying and pressuring small shops to have to wear masks and neighbors telling on the, on the small shops and them being pressured and almost put out of business for not wearing masks. So I started praying like, God, please illuminate the, corruption in the government make it obvious to everyone and it's it's the answer prayer it just kept getting more and more obvious and you know you can't trust any of the mainstream media their bias is so it was it was uh, you know but by president trump being in office they were all so hyperbolic that they got so crazy that they just exposed everything that they've been doing i've never seen it so exposed and i was watching a lot of conservative, you know, I mean, lean conservative. I, I call myself a constitutionalist, you know, federal papers. I don't, I'm not, do I support President Trump? Yes. Am I going to die on a sword for one man? No. It's, it's about the presidency. It's about freedom of speech. And I started seeing freedom of speech getting threatened. And I started getting really concerned. I started thinking to myself, this is probably about three months before the attack on the Capitol. I was thinking to myself, one, I was thinking, it's going to be an interesting election. I really thought that president Trump was going to win. And I do believe he did win. Um, and I was 
starting to get frustrated that I'm just sitting here watching, you know, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, calling out all of the stuff that's going on. I mean, I heard about Hillary so many times with, with Sean, and I'm just like, okay, okay, we keep complaining about Hillary. We all know what the Hillary did and everything, but nothing's happening. And then Comey, on the Senate floor, right in front of Feinstein, saying, I leaked the information to a professor because I wanted to start the the uh, special counsel. And I saw her face, and she was, like, shocked that the FBI director actually admitted that he leaked information. I mean, it was, like, historic. I mean, the damage that Comey did to the FBI, because I've met a lot of FBI agents recently because I've been investigated by them but since I came out from the rally and stayed here. And they went to my parents' house. It's another story. But I've met them, and they're good people. And I've said to them, I said to them, to the FBI, I was like, I'm jumping ahead quite a bit, but I said to the FBI, I said, if there's something I'm doing that's endangering the troops or any federal agents, because I'm videoing so much, because I, I, I post a lot, tell me, and I won't do it, because I, I'm not, look, they were just like, they said, no, you have a First Amendment right. You can do what you want to do. And I was, and they were just, they didn't try to direct me or do anything like that. So I was very impressed with them, and I'm trying to think, what can I do? Except just sitting here watching these shows, it got exciting, and I saw many things not happen that were planned, you know, that was, were going to happen, and the expectations. And I finally said, the only thing I can think of doing, and I didn't think there was going to be a big crowd for the rally on the 6th. I was like, I'm just, I'm going to the rally. When I heard it was going to happen, I was like, I'm going. And I went with a friend. I was at the rally. I was right in the middle. My position was between the Washington Monument and the Ellipse behind the White House. So it wasn't near the Capitol at all. And it, and it was so packed, it was like human lava. We were all so squished up against each other. And they jammed the phones. Uh, uh, when there's a, a president comes out in public, they, they stop all cell phone reception. I found this out through my investigating. And then they release it, which I... I'll jump in and just say this. I found it very interesting. They released the phones, like, apparently as the attack of the Capitol was happening. And I was here the next day, and I'm standing there at the Washington Monument. Because I had a moment in the Washington Monument um, that night. And I was like, I cried out to the Lord, and I said, this country was built on Christian principles and Christian men. And, you know, it, it, it did aspire to all men being created equal. It took a while to get to that point, but they, we did, and we are the best country in the world, the superpower. Yeah, we made mistakes, of course, but, you know, when Obama said, President Obama said, this is not a Christian country, I was like, not true, not true, not true. So I, the next day, I'm standing there on the 7th, because I, I was walking around, was my friend had never been to Washington, D.C., so I was giving her a tour, and I've been there a couple of times. And I was with seven like people that were Trump supporters dressed in plain clothes. Because if you wear anything like Trump-related or an American flag in Washington, D.C., you get the finger. People yell out the window, get out of my town. One, one woman yelled at me, get the heck out of here, you country bum. Because I wear a cowboy hat. Get out of here, you country bum. And I looked at her and like, but you're my type, just to freak her out. She's like, she, she, she was shocked. And, you know, I, I play and have fun with this kind of oppression. But... It's really very dangerous to walk around the U.S. Capitol with a flag because if they assume you're a Trump supporter, they just throw hate at you because, you know, they voted 97 percent for Hillary 
in the district, not that the vote counted. And I'm sure they did the same thing with Joe. It's a very liberal-leaning town. And it's, and it's got a heavy spirit. When I got here, I felt a lust spirit. You know, I could just feel it heavy in, in, the, in the air. You know, my, my Holy Spirit was picking that up. But I felt like when I saw on the 3rd, backing up again, when I saw Fox News um, call the Arizona election with 18% of the vote in, they showed their cards. You know, I was a conservative. I watched Fox for like 20 years. And I saw them call that election. I was like, Fox is done. They just did it. They're obviously the two sons that took over ownership of Fox News are liberal leaning. So I lost my news source that I thought was consistent and was true. I recognized it wasn't. I saw the agenda and I was lost. I was like going, okay, here I am. My parents are 80 and 84. They're absolutely terrified that I'm in DC on the seventh because you know, they kept playing loop over and over and over the attack on the Capitol violence in DC. So the whole outside world outside of DC was terrified of what was happening inside DC. And I'm standing there at the Washington monument there's seven people there, we're talking and chilling, and there's nobody else there. There was nothing going on. Everybody left. Nothing happened. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm actually in a world event for the first time in my life, and I'm watching the mainstream media. I knew they were already, I knew they were corrupt and spinning the messages. I mean, you know, CNN's very obvious. They're trying to make me turn me into a QAnon person and a white supremacist after they interviewed me when I was explaining how. I was, what I was explaining to CNN was, I said, I call this the Great Awakening. There's a lot of versions of the Great Awakening, and my version is, one of the facets of it is this. The optics, and because I'm in marketing, I've been in marketing for 34 years, the optics they did in an hour when the capital was attacked, they made 75 million predominantly white Trump supporters terrorists. Because every interview I did, because I kept staying, was, were you in the capital? You're a Trump supporter. You're at the rally. Were you in the Capitol? So everybody, that's, you know, I start off with an interview. I've done probably 50 different countries because I, just because I'm walking around with a cowboy hat. And uh, you, you know how rec- the way you recognize a Trump supporter in D.C. is they're not wearing a mask. Everybody else is terrified <laughs> wearing masks in D.C. They are. Everybody, everybody's. I, I walk around. I already look like a country bumpkin with my, you know, my goatee and my cowboy hat. And I can't walk around like that anymore. I have to get put in disguises because of, because of CNN interviewing me. And, you know, most people here watch CNN. So people recognize me in stores now and everything. And right side broadcasting covered me. So all the, all the soldiers were, were like, you know, Mustang Medic. They're calling out as they're marching by. And I just run up until I put my thumb up and I go, I am America's ambassador. And I want you to know the American people love you and appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate our troops. And then they're like, hurrah. It's just, it was an awesome experience. It still is. I'm still well, here. you know, um, it's interesting you're talking about the event at the, at the Capitol there because I have some other friends who were there. And they were saying how they were trying to stop people from tearing up there were, there were, breaking there were windows. There. And I saw a video of some guy smashing into a window and... The crowd was shouting, stop, stop. And finally someone overpowered him. So, well, there were, there were, I saw a video of people dressed as Trump supporters before the window was, window was broken inside the Capitol. Yeah, I've I had that vi- listed yeah, yeah. on one of the shows. Yeah, I've seen video of uh, Capitol police saying, go, go, go. And a lot of se- seemingly senior citizens completely confused why they're being, why is the Capitol police running them towards the Capitol building? That was, very things that make you go hmm that's what i call those things and 
I felt like God was telling me to stay. Now, I'm a people person. I found it very interesting. I, I really feel is a historic moment in our 230-year uh, history of our country. We're a young country, obviously. And I feel like, I was like, I do not want my daughters, my 14, 15-year-old daughters, to have to whisper what they feel when they're my age. Because it's already happening. People mm-hmm. walk up, and people recognize me in stores, and they'll walk up to me and they go, I support you. <laughs> they whisk inside CBS. I support you. That's what it's like in DC. If you were, if you were at all a conservative, well, maybe not necessarily conservative, but they, 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 now it's all labeled Trump supporters. Like for instance, today, this happened today. I have my daughters out. Now I married a black woman. So my daughters are black, mine, Indian, Mexican, German, and Irish. They're beautiful. They don't look like me. They're gorgeous. And t- but they got my height. Well, this black gentleman was trying to sell hats. He said, they're free. We pulled up, we're like, they're free? Then he wanted $10, right, as a donation. I said, well, that's not free. And then he says, well, you got beautiful kids. I said, oh, I said, well, thank you. And as we're pedaling away, he goes, you're not a Trump supporter, are you? Right? And I looked at him, I said, we love everybody. And he looked at me so confused because what I'm doing with Mustang Medic, I took a car show with 7,600 videos of me working on Ford Mustangs, which actually worked out quite well when the FBI investigated me because my entire life is on video. It was a quick process. It took only a day for them to do the investigation. They are monitoring me. They told me they're monitoring me, and I've met a lot of Secret Service people, and they're all very respectful because I respect them. You know, If you respect authority, you'll be okay. If you grab a knife or try to punch a police officer, you'll probably get shot. So it's real. Somewhere the teaching got lost and people understanding don't ta- attack people so you don't get shot. And that that's, just keeps happening. But I, I just think that we need to listen to each other. That's the message. It seems so simple, but it's now so complex because with, with, um, sorry, my daughter's looking at me. We, 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 we um, you distracted me, girl. You distracted me on teenagers, teenagers. Um, we got we've lost the the, the skill set of temperament because with COVID accentuated it because they said isolate, isolate, isolate. Don't go out. Don't go out. Stay in. Stay in. Six feet apart. Mask on. Mask on. Mask on. And I believe that we have given up our freedoms. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, cooking a frog, you know, it's slowly but surely. And I'm starting to go, oh, my gosh, we are losing our freedom of speech, our First Amendment rights. You know, I'm, of course, I'm a member of the NRA. But straight up, if we lose the freedom of speech, which is we are very close to it because it's been very gradual with normalizing different lifestyles in the entertainment industry and you know, the hate speech being defined. This is, this is, this is a classic example because I was talking to a Georgetown student, young girl, and she's in Georgetown. She's telling me how certain speech I'm going around a bunch. So pull me back if I get too far off the subject, but she's telling me how certain freedom of speech shouldn't be allowed. And I said, well, yeah, you can't yell, you know, fire in a, in a, in a movie theater and cause panic and hurt people, but you can be as dumb as racist and ignorant as you want because you have freedom of speech. It doesn't give us the right to beat you up for it or arrest you. And what's happened is they they blended hate speech. It started off with political correctness. It turned into hate speech, and now it's gotten to a point 
Yeah, I remember President Trump saying, soon they're going to be taking down Lincoln and Jefferson, and everybody laughed. And they are. Now they're going after that. So I tried to explain it to her in the most simplest way, and she, she didn't get it. She walked away from me. But I said this. I said, imagine if I'm in power, and I think tulips, the flowers, if I think tulips have souls, and I believe it without a shadow of a doubt, and you're a florist, and you killed eight flowers' souls, Therefore, you have to serve 10 years in jail because you did a hate crime against those flowers. We can get there. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. we're, gonna, we're giving up our freedoms. I mean, we're, we're on that slippery slope. We're on that, it, well, I think we're past the slippery slope. I think we're on the sliding board grabbing onto the rails, and it's, been, and it's greased, and we're starting to go. And for me, I just thought to myself, you know what? I'm willing to lose my life for my kids' freedoms because – all of those men and women that died for fighting for our freedoms will go to be die in vain if we give in to the CCP and the and the influence that they do because money corrupts. And I and my point of view is the, I'm here because the viewers start. I mean, I came here. I had two pennies to rub together, and I quite by accident by just simply saying on the seventh, you know what? Forget Apple. Forget Ford. I'm not going to, I've been pursuing them for nine years to get sponsored to sell Mustangs and represent the brands. And I was like, and I, and I was invested in that. You know, I, I had value, personal value in those videos. It wasn't really financial value, but it was, it was personal value. And I thought to myself, it won't matter. It won't matter. Even if I get, if I end up going with Ford and we lose our freedoms, it's not going to matter. So I, was right. just, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to just walk out in the middle of Antifa groups with my little Trump flag and my little American flag and my cowboy hat. And I walked in the middle of photo ops and, with them, and they were putting their signs all over me. I had no fear. I started just standing in front of the Capitol, and everybody's interviewing me. And I just kept staying day after day after day. And then some friends loaned me some money to stay longer. And then uh, uh, people started uh, donating money to me through uh, PayPal, you know, with Mustang Medic, they were appreciating that I was on the ground. People wanted me in DC. And then I felt a responsibility because the money that I was getting was keeping me there. And I was getting enough money to, to plan like seven days out. I could afford to stay there. You know, I was, I was tight. And lo and behold, comes the 20th. You know, I was, I, I came the sixth. So what is that? 14, 14 days later, the, uh, the, the inauguration's coming up. And everybody's like, it's historic, Will. You got to stay. Mustang Medic, stay, stay. And they start, more and more donations are coming in. And I'm like, wow. I go, I can't leave now because I'd be taking their money because they, want, they gave it to me to stay. So my mother's thinking I've lost my mind. And I was <laughs> like, you know, she's just like, get out. Why are you there? You're an irresponsible father. I'm on, you know, constantly talking on FaceTime with my kids and everything. I'm very interactive. I'm, I'm, I, I don't have any concern about my parenting. I'm, I'm, I'm a single father who's been divorced. And I got two girls that are 13 and 14, 14 and 15. And they're just like, they're my priority. And I would die for them. And I've already made plans that if I do die because of what I'm doing, they'll be taken care of. But the, the thing is, is like, if I have to actually risk my life simply to report what's actually happening, that is kind of frightening. And what's amazing to me is I seem to be everybody saying I'm the only one. And there's a couple of people that come in and they shoot videos of buildings and stuff. But I'm going out in the middle of the night, you know, and go doing special ops. Like people are like on the 20th, on the 19th, on the 19th at like 
11 o'clock. I was getting ready to go to bed. I did seven hours again walking every day. I just walked to Washington, D.C. I met a lot of Christians that are just walking D.C. They don't know why they're there. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm here either. And I'm then, but we all feel like we're supposed to be there, which is really interesting. Great conversations, very deep. Every day was just a miracle and a confirmation for me. And I got a lot of favor. And I get all these text messages, um, you know, on YouTube, uh, messages saying, Will, is there sound at the, at the Capitol? There's making noise at the Capitol? And I'm thinking, I put my ear against the glass on the, on the, on the, on the, because I'm pretty close to the Capitol. And I was like, I couldn't hear any rumbles or anything like that. And I thought, you know what? I'm here. I'm about to leave in two days. This is back in the 20th. I, I can walk in five minutes and go to the Capitol and see what's going on. So I grabbed my phone. I should have grabbed the tripod. I didn't, it was in the car, but I didn't think of that. I would have loved to have a tripod in that shot. So I can't grab my phone. I just decided to take a walk. I walked straight through homeless encampments and stuff, which there's many of them. I'm featuring those also on my videos because I want people to see what's actually happening in Washington, D.C. Not the long lens shot of the protester, the police in the back in the Capitol in the background. I'm sick of the setup shots. I'm sick of the optics and I'm just sick of the fake messaging and I'm tired of it. And they're all doing the same messaging, everybody. So it's just like, we all know it's fake and I'm going to just sit there and you know, show what's actually happening. Very simple. I'm not making up any theories. I'm not creating theories. If anything, I'm debunking them because I went out to the white house and found out from the secret service agent, they turn off the lights every night. And then some QAnon people are going, that's not true. He's lying to you, but they go off every night. I've, I've investigated It's He did. He told the truth. So I debunked actually, a QAnon theory, which I'm going to use if CNN ever takes me back on. But if they take me back on, they're going to pay me and I'm going to give the money that they give me because I'm not, they're going to pay me and we give it to veterans because there's a lot of veterans. I just did a dedication video to the veterans. We're losing 20 a day to suicide consistently all the way through veterans and people that are actually in, in the military. It's very, it's a very hard job to do. And the, these people are overlooked for the sacrifices that they do. So anyway, to walk out there, and uh, I see a lot of trucks heading towards the Capitol. And, and NBC is right by the side of the Capitol where I was, the NBC building. And they had, you know, taped off their whole signage and everything. They thought we were, on the 17th, they thought, they thought there was going to be a military, you know, attacks on all the Capitals. Remember that? They were all saying, 17th, you know, they're going to come. I'm sitting there praying to God. I'm like, God, please don't let any kind of rage, you know, crazy people think that shooting up the Capitol is going to do any good. And I, and I was concerned that Antifa and other groups were going to do it anyway, dressed up, you know, and just kind of do these false flag operations to create unrest and make it look worse than it is. Didn't happen. Thank God. We all know that now, but I'm shooting this and the buses are coming in and I'm watching, uh, um, U-Haul trucks, like rented U-Haul trucks pulling in and I'm, and just lines and lines of buses so I start, I just start, I did not even, I've never done a live stream. I did a couple live streams years ago and I forgot how to do them. I called my friend, Marianne. I'm like, how do I do this? How do I press the plus side hit live? I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm doing my first live feeds and I, I, I'm the only one to film the mill, the mill, the, I, I can call it an operation because the secret service agent that came up to me while I was shooting referred to it as an operation. I still don't know the name of the operation. Nobody knows the name. But it, all this, everything I'm saying to you, you can hear it on three videos, part one, part two, part three, or live feed on Mustang Medic on YouTube. And they, they've got like a million views. And for me, it's not even about the views. It's about the message. It's getting it out there. So I told all everybody, take my videos. You can download them and send them everywhere. 
you know, I, I, and, you know, I assume they're going to like give me credit for Mustang Medic doing it. There's people jumping on and putting their own watermarks on it, and I'm dealing with that. I've got a whole team of people on Telegram called uh, Mustang Medic uh, Digital Soldiers. There were seven thousand strong now, and there act two thousand people are active on the chat. You know, in there, you know, now that I'm saying on the show, it's probably going to go to twenty thousand, but. There, there's 10,000 people that are engaged. Everybody wants to, is trying to figure out the truth. My message, like you said, is don't trust me. Go to nine sources because if you get tunnel vision, you fall down the rabbit hole and then you're locked into a point of view and then you get hyperbolic and you can't even hear anymore and you get stuck on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or whatever. So I'm shooting and NBC comes out and sets the cameras out. They, they've got a great spot. They just have to go out on their sidewalk they got a view of the Capitol. They're in a key position. I think NBC's got the best building location next to the Capitol, you know, that kind of tells you the power that NBC had or has. And they set up the cameras, and then they take them away. They never do the shot. They did the whole setup. The reporter never came out. It was aimed, it was aimed at the Capitol building, and they put it away. I thought that was really odd. Then CNN comes out. I think it was on part two. got to figure out which part it is because i got to grab it because I'm, they're trying to turn me into a – into a white supremacist and a QAnon person. So I'm, I'm looking for a lawyer to represent me to, to sue CNN for that. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to benefit people with it. I'm not looking to get rich off of this. I just want the truth. And I feel like this is at the time for me because of what I've done in my past and everything I've put on video. Yeah, I've even dealt with depression and I, I assume that the, the arrows at night are going to come at me because they, they what, I believe the mainstream media, which is controlled by a whole conglomerate of people, want to divide and separate us into colors, into perspectives, into gay and straight and black and white and Mexican and this group and that group. They seek to divide us to control us. You know, you know, and it seems so obvious to me. And I'm like going, you know what? The message is simple. We need to stop and listen to each other. And I could tell you a story about a CNN reporter I was talking to this morning. It was a very interesting story. But I shot all the video, almost froze to death. And, you know, and everybody's like telling, sending me $10 donations to buy gloves. It was really funny. <laughs> and I did a three-part series. The camera kept cutting out. So that's how it ended up on there. And I, when I left at 5 o'clock, I was like, I saw, I saw, let me tell you what I saw. I saw like a, a black Cadillac pulled up. Only one Cadillac pulled up, like a limo. There was a man and a woman was in the back. It, and I had never seen this in D.C. yet before, but it had two fender flags on them on the front with gold trim. And they were like those, the they were about eight inches tall, and about 11 inches deep, you know, little American flags. And they were in the car and I was close, but I, I was so concerned I was going to get kicked out. Of, and I didn't I don't have press credentials yet. So I wasn't going to run up and say, who are you? Who are you? And I wasn't going to go hardcore like that. I just stepped back. And I videoed it a little bit, you know, I would have liked to have done it closer. I probably would have done it differently now with the experience I've had now after the 20th. But they got out of the car. They walked in together, the couple. The driver drove off in the car. Troops went marching through. You'll see it all on video. Just groups and packs of troops moving into the Capitol. Buses all going in. All Every different brand of bus you can think of. Those big buses, you know, that go touring buses that go across country. All different. Almost every one of them had a different logo on it. Going in Mustang? Yes. I'm sorry, but we're we're at that break time. Oh, okay. We want to continue this story. All right. Definitely. Um, Annetta? <laughs> I told you I can talk. <laughs> all right. Well, 
You're listening to The Other Side of the News, and the show is called Elephant in the Oval. side of midnight.com talk radio with pictures on demand liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and non-linearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought join club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. Hey, Max right here. I really enjoy the other side of the news, quality conversations, quality information, and always food for thought. Welcome back to the other side of the news. My name is Timothy Saunders. I'm co-hosting with Annette Driscoll and Kintia. This edition is called Elephant in the Oval. And we're speaking with Mustang Medic. Mustang, I've been listening to your monologue. I don't mean that rudely, but uh, you, have so <laughs> mu- <laughs> you have so much to share. Monologue. And yeah, we are yeah. fascinated. Um, I'm surprised you ladies didn't pipe up and... Uh, ask a few questions i have lots may, may i backtrack a little bit just to please set please the scene do. a little bit more uh, so first of all i'd like to ask some some just sort of basic questions i mean first of all if you're walking around on a daily basis in dc um what are you seeing in terms of uh troop numbers i mean there have been all sorts of numbers reported in the mainstream media do you have yeah. uh, a boots on the ground indication of how many troops are there Absolutely. Um, at first, the first three days after the event, you know, when about three, about the, the attack on the Capitol, which is on the 6th, yes. around for about a week, there was no real troop presence. There was, there was, what was happening was really interesting. There were a lot of, I call it the white vans. It's my mystery. I've not figured out what they're for because 
Do you want a quick story about the white Absolutely. bands? Absolutely. I've okay. heard from your, one of your videos that you've been kind of following or monitoring them anyway. <laughs> I have. And they have multiple uses. But this is what really sparked my interest. The day that they announced that President Trump had done the Insurrection Act, it was, it was the day before he gave the letter to Nancy Pelosi, which is, this is not reported, but it was reported on the ground around here. And I was walking, so I was, I had my ears up, you know, I'm like, this, you know, did it really happen? You know, is it a rumor? And I was walking down the street, just clopping along, and around, I want to say around, just around dusk, I was walking past a building, and there was a, a woman there, and my, my cowboy hat tends to create a lot of conversation, I'll, I'll say it, it's a chick magnet. And she basically <laughs> says, she says to me, it is, it is, I, I, don't, know why more guys don't, I don't know why more guys don't wear cowboy hats, I, I get so much attention because of this hat, I mean, this is part of why I think I got so much attention, because I just look like, in like you know, wisest cowboy in D.C., and I'm not really a cowboy from South Jersey, which always makes people laugh when they yell at me to get rid of Ted Cruz, I'm like, I'm not from Texas, I'm from New Jersey, but the I'm walking past this woman and these three uh, capital city police cars with lights on, no sirens, then two white vans, then two capital police uh, cars with, and there were two guys in the white vans and the, the, the vans weren't paddy wagons. I thought they were paddy wagons maybe because maybe people were getting arrested. Just a minute. What, what is a paddy wagon? Sorry. A paddy wagon is a, is a, a large transport to carry like six or seven people back to the jail. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, so it's that's, a jail, a jail. Jail bus. A jailer yeah. van, yeah. yeah. They don't. They usually don't allow people to have glass because they're going to pound them through. And these have glass. Okay. None. They had two drivers, a driver and a passenger, and nobody in the back. And they had multiple seats. So there were two, um, three police cars, two vans, then two police cars, then two vans, and then three police cars, and they're booking down the road with lights on, with no sirens. Mm -hmm. Nobody's on the streets because of COVID. It's a ghost town because everybody thinks D.C. is violent. It's totally peaceful. I never felt more safe in my life because of, of the, when the troops got here. And then the police are everywhere. It's, a, it's like police are everywhere in D.C. You, know, you get used to like sirens and cars racing by every like mm -hmm. hour. So as I was walking past her, she's like, okay. I, she, I said, she goes, I like your cowboy hat. I said, thank you. And, I, and we both laughed. And those cars went by. And I looked at her and said, can I ask you a question? And then she goes, sure. I go, you're here all the time. Like, you've been here for a long time. She goes, I've been here for years, like guarding a building, right? I don't know which division of the police guard the building, but she's a guard. And I said, is that normal? And she busted out laughing. She goes, no, it's not. And I was like, mm. things that make me go, hmm, <laughs> what are they doing? Where are they going? And who are they picking up? And who are they carrying? You know, if it was paddy, if it was cars that were like, they, you know, police vans to grab people, I'd be okay. Maybe they're going to arrest them, but but they're not. So what are they being used for? And I've never had, I've never gotten that information. I seem to be the only one talking. I mean, other people have talked about the white vans because I'm talking about them. But it's all almost everything in D.C. This is a miracle has kind of originated from Mustang mm -hmm. Medic because I seem to be the only person walking around fearless. I just, I trust God. I'm willing to sacrifice whatever for what he wants for me to do. And I, for me, the Holy Spirit's saying, stay. And now I've moved here. So I have never left since the 6th. I'm now in D.C. Mm -hmm. being, looking for a place permanent to be because of the support of the people that want me on the ground. And, you know, I, I, again, I feel like a responsibility is I can't, if I left, I'd be taking money out of their hands and mm. not doing what they donated to me for because they want me here. So, Stang, that, may, may, that, may I ask you very quickly, the, the police and the troops, 
Yes. Are they but, are they interacting in sort of amicably? Are they following yes. the same protocol, same orders, no. or do you think they're different? Definitely, like oil and water doing the same job or a similar job. Can you give they, us some well, feedback work, on that? They all work symbiotic. Yeah. Sorry, I did digress. They all they all they're all symbiotic. They all work well together. They all have their specific mm -hmm. functions. The military. If you talk to a military person, they only know their square radius. They don't know what's going on over you know, a different area. So everybody's sectioned off. It's all sectioned. It was yes. very heavy. On the 17th, that was the heaviest point. There were concrete, you know, vertical going like every six feet. I mean, I don't think a tank could have gotten through those intersections. And there was a lot of traffic. I mean, you, and the roads were empty. I was by myself with maybe a couple of homeless people walking around at night. Mm -hmm. and, then police, and police were on every corner. And the heaviest point, of course, was on the 17th because they're 16th and 17th because they thought there was going to be, you know, gunfights. That's what was reported right. apparently by the FBI. Obviously, it didn't happen. And then slowly after the 17th, it got, and it got really high. And this is something I'll tell you something else to make you go. Hmm. I was with an NPR reporter that was a, a car war correspondent, and he's done it for 30 years. So I'm, I'm, I'm setting this up. He's got a lot of experience. And he just took me, he took me like a friend, and he's walking around, I'm talking about I want to be a journalist. And he kept going to checkpoints, right? Because what was happening was the green zone, well, the green zone is the area you can't, you have to go through checkpoints to get to, was getting wider and wider around the, the inauguration, around the mall. So it, it got to a point you couldn't see the mall. That's how far back the checkpoints came back. And we walked up together, and he was astonished because the Secret Service wouldn't let him in. And he's like, I'm with NPR. He showed his press credentials, right? NPR war correspondent works for NPR. They said, you have to have special, um, secret service, uh, uh, permission to be able to cover the event, the, uh, meaning the event, meaning the inauguration. Yes. And he looked at, he looked at him and he was so baffled and he goes, what? Like he couldn't believe he couldn't get access because he's so accustomed to getting access. He sure. asked him if he, he asked him if he could photograph his badge because it had a I think it was I can't remember the it had an operation on it I got to think about that to to be continued on the on that I got to remember that mm. but he he said to him he goes he walked up to another reporter that had that special pass he wouldn't let him photograph it the Secret Service agent he said can I photograph that and the Secret Service agent said no he was shocked by that the DMPR reporter with experience. Right. And we left and he realized he had to get it. But so the they actually restricted the media, the actual main street. There were NPR reporters that were restricted to actually go to the inauguration. Very rare. But he said that I said, has that ever happened? You know, I say that a lot. He mm. goes, no. So that another thing that makes you go. Hmm. So absolutely. After, yeah. So after the inauguration, I never saw the inauguration. I regret it. I, I was so darn tired because I so shot from 1230 to to uh, five, so I was I was sitting in my lobby because I had promised CNN after they inter they interviewed me during that um, operation, and they aimed their cameras away from the when they interviewed me, they aimed it away. I was fortunately I was I was um, I'm going down a bunny hole. Let me just talk about troop movements. You're talking troops. But, well, I'm, I'm, I'll I'll pull you back in a second, but yeah. I mean, but I'm, I have some questions as we go along. Yeah. As we digress, I, I want to pull you back occasionally. Once <laughs> Please in a do. While. I, you need to, so, I need to be so, pulled back. <laughs> okay, troop troop numbers. I'd like to come back to some. Right, point. Yeah, right now the troop numbers are very light. They're, they they've they've slowly dissipated. It's okay, it, it, and, and it's very light. There's just a fence. There's a couple troops. There's maybe mm -hmm. 100, 200 troops that are visible in the front of the Capitol. I do live feeds. Yes. Almost every other day of the Capitol, mm -hmm. and I, I put and I chime in with my points of view. 
but I just sure. let people see the Capitol live. And uh, the fencing hasn't moved, and the serpentine wire is on the outside. There was a lot of rumors that there were gates were opening in or out, trying to keep people in or out. I talked to, to people on the ground, and then there was only one checkpoint, or there's checkpoints that where gates went both ways, and it was for vehicles. Otherwise, there were no other gates. Okay. So when, when we hear when we hear numbers like twenty thousand, thirty thousand, not now, nothing. No, not, but, not that I see. But at any time, do you think? No, I didn't. I didn't think so. I mean, I saw brigades, and I shot a video of a large uh, a group of of um, National Guard on the Lincoln uh, Memorial for a photo op. They were obviously going to go on break after they did that because they all dissipated. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I can't. It's very hard for me. They were spread out, you know, all over all over the place, and I mostly covered the side of the mall where the White House is. I'm not. Yes. Sure. I'm still learning. Is that the north side of the mall? I'm not. I'm not. I can't, I'm not sure of my bearings yet. But I. Ne- I never had a sense that there was twenty thousand. I don't know because mm. you know I only had an area to cover. But everything you, that I'm saying to you, I videoed. I videoed sure, checkpoints. Sure. I videoed the optics. Mm-hmm. I videoed the group of protesters with a group of Capital City police behind them and the mainstream media in front of them. They were behind mm-hmm. barriers. It was a totally set up shot. I videoed yep. that. That's, I mean, you could see them doing the optics. So it's completely no. optics. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a chosen pinpoint viewpoint of the world to sort of give the impression. The narrow, it, I call it the narrow lens. Sure. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you, is there any word on the street of the number of any any sort of validation of the number of troops? I mean, I, again, I'm keep focusing on this because I think that was one of the first headlines that hit, you know, international news was, you know, DC is now a military control. Of, exactly. Yeah. No, no. I mean, Andrew, I, I I've got videos of large amount, amounts of trucks, lots of you know, people around, you know, specifically around the the Supreme Court because the fencing goes around the Supreme Court, it goes around the Congress building, it goes around the Senate building, and it goes around the Capitol. They yes. took away all, all the other fencing's gone, mm-hmm. but the stuff that's, that's those three, those four structures have serpentine wire around them, and mm-hmm. they've got guards like every 50 feet. Okay. They're not, they're Let, not large groups. Let's, let's go to the day of the rally, and the day of, you know, it started off as a day of a rally, and now it's being referred to as the day of the attack. Yes. Now, now <laughs> let's just walk through that very quickly. I mean, you were there in good faith to support uh, the president. President Trump, yep. And, you know, you were there. What was the atmosphere? Was the it atmosphere, aggressive, aggressive, passive? Passive. You know, pos- Everybody, I mean, it was tough because we were, there were so many of us and we slowly sure. got squished together and there were some there were medical emergencies because people were panicking because they couldn't oh, really you couldn't move. Oh, yeah. I was probably in the middle of five, about 500 feet all the way around me. Nobody could mm-hmm. move. And I'm six, four. So anybody that was like walking past me, that was five foot. I'm like, give up. So you're not, people you're not never get up. They want to drink something, eat something, go to the no. bathroom, whatever is impossible, I guess. There were there think? weren't yeah there was, was mostly adults I didn't see I saw very few kids um, people were talking they were into what President Trump was saying um, they're they're energized everybody was excited about you know hoping that Mike Pence was gonna you know because President Trump kind of egged us on and constitutionally Mike Pence had to do what he did he had to, he all he could do was certify the vote he couldn't reject the vote that mm-hmm. that's not constitutional I had found out so all he could do was was allow 
people to commit treason and certify it. So I don't, I think Mike's a good Christian man. He's got a great reputation. He's followed the constitution. And I think that they allowed all of those people to commit treason because this is why, this is why I call it treason. You are not legally allowed to certify an election with more. I'll just say more than 1%. It's actually a 0.00% error rate. You you Mm -hmm. cannot legally certify an election with more than 1%. And we know that the Dominion machines and the five contested swing states had a 68% error rate, and they certified them. So they committed treason. And right now, it appears it's completely ignored. Now, there's a whole other group that it's a setup, and it's all going to go down. I think it's March 4th. There's a lot of expectations for that date. So it's going to be an interesting month. It's going to be, I, I, I stand neutral. All I am is a, is a, I'm trying to be an objective observer and just seeing what I see. And I'm not putting an agenda into what I do. I do okay. dedications and stuff, but anyway, again. What, what is the event on March the 4th? Do you work from your understanding? But from what I understand, I don't have a lot of detail about it because it's, I mean, a lot of it is in theory where the, you know, the, 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 we are dealing with a corporation. Apparently, the gold fringe on the flags represents the corporation of of uh, of America, and it's not the constitutional America. I don't know more mm-hmm. detail. I'm sure there's many people listening that know those details. I haven't investigated them because right now I'm sorry with that ring. I'm right now just simply debunking a lot of conspiracy theories. I okay. am spreading the message of listening mm. yeah but i mean are you seeing that an event is going to occur like you know um what they what they okay what the, i'll tell you i'll tell you what rumor is okay i call it chatter yeah. i call it okay. chatter because it's hearsay okay okay this is, i don't have i don't have evidence i don't have evidence of what i'm saying okay so i'm just saying it right now i'm not going to say it's happening but what's the chatter is that it's a military operation and that Joe Biden, President Joe Biden is not in control of, 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 and the, and the people that are protecting him are not, for some reason, are not Secret Service because they're real dress casual. The Secret Service does not dress the way they dress. So it's, it's strange. Those are things that are strange. Mm-hmm. I did not see the inauguration. I wish I would have went with the long lens or got up in a building or something to see it. Sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear any fireworks and I'm, Five minutes away from the Capitol. Again, I was laying in bed watching the fireworks. You know, I didn't even know that show was going to happen. I was just too darn tired. Boy, do I wish I would have gotten some coverage because I would have loved to have debunked that it didn't happen because a lot of people think it didn't happen. Apparently, uh, somebody had gotten a video hours before. But if they got the video hours before, my point of view is if I had a video hours before of the inauguration, in other words, it was pre filmed, right? Like Castle Rock and all this stuff, mm-hmm. what would I have done? As a, as a reporter and as an, as an honest person, I would have broke it. I would have broke that story hours before the actual time of the event. So sure. I, 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 I'm very questionable about that theory. And, I, and there's a lot of people that want to believe specific things. So True. what they do is they only hear those specific things. They, they go down the algorithm of what they be, want to believe. You know what I mean? A lot of people are... That's true, and 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 then they they search for things that support that theory, and then the oh, next yeah. thing they know is that they they believe it like it's a fact. But I mean, well, that, that's human that. nature. Well, it's well, it's worse than the human nature. Let me tell you why I think it's worse than human nature, because big tech wants to keep you. If you hate Biden, 
you'll keep seeing what hate you hate Biden because it's going to feed what you believe. It keeps you longer to watch more commercials. They get the bill that you know, it's all about the money. Uh, well, I'll quote Omar. It's all about the Benjamins. And and it's like they they want to keep you in there. So what, the, the problem with the combination of covid isolation and big tech is everybody is so hyperbolic now that they mm-hmm. can if they even think that you're a Trump supporter, they group you in like you people. And I said, I was talking to a black gentleman. I he was saying to me, uh, you're, you, you're, you're people. And I said, well, I go, wait a minute. I go, my people, because he knew I was, he knew I supported president Trump. I cause I told him I came for the rally. I go, you're saying my people, don't you think that's a little racist? And he's like, no, no, because he's a racist. And I go, but when the, the, the human being does anything like gay people or all these people or these people, it's a form of racism because what it's doing is it's it's judging a person by what they look like or what they objectify by when we all are different people, all completely unique, all 7.5 billion of us, different eyeballs, different fingerprints and mm-hmm. different souls. And to, to any time that any human being groups somebody, it's a form of racism because there's there's no such thing as reverse racism. Racism is racism. And I've you know, I, my wife was black. I've got. I'm an evangelical, so I've been a minority in a church oftentimes, you know what I mean? So I don't have anything, any energy about black people, white people, or anything, because we all come from two DNA strands, so it's impossible to be racist because we are all related together, and science has proven Adam needs to be true. Exactly. exactly. Yep. So I go down, went down a bunny trail again. Got, okay, you any more questions? Yes, I have a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I can answer them shortly so we, you know, so we don't like okay. you know, run out of time. Well, there's hope and there's Bob Hope, so let, let's give it a go. <laughs> I saw his house; it's beautiful in Palm Springs. Didn't Palm Springs. Yeah. Okay, I want to go back to the day of the rally stroke attack. Okay, okay. so you're in this sea of people, 500 right. feet of people around you. Uh, where were you in relation to the Capitol when the alleged? I say alleged, but I mean when the the when the attack, attack happened. The Capitol. I called the attack. Yeah. Um, I was between the Washington Monument and the White House. The ellipse. So how far? How far that's, away? That's very far away. It's like, I guess a half mile. I guess. And you said the the phones were out at that point, or they well, came they, on? what they do? I found out because I talked to a few Secret Service agents because I had my own theories and I didn't propagate rumors, so I investigated, which is what I do. Mustang medic, <laughs> and I, so yep. I, I talked to people and I found out a lot of federal agents have been very open with me, surprisingly so. I don't know why. I just like I, I, I attribute mm-hmm. it to God making these opportunities for me, and they jam. They you know it's not public knowledge, but they jam in a, at a political event when the president's out or any any public figure. They jam all the so they can't make phone calls. Mm-hmm. But so, it's not, so, it couldn't be anything to do with the fact that there were just a sea of people around. And uh, well, that was the rumor. It is being jammed because of the, the flow of the amount. capacity. Right? No, they jam it. They definitely jam it. You think? They definitely jam it. I know that for okay. a fact. All right. That's not your say. So, thinking about well, how this, me, you know. this escalated, I mean, clearly there were a lot of people who were hoping for something to occur, and obviously. Well, I don't know that to be a fact. I don't know I, the people that I met. Everybody was mm. out there with their flags, and I, I met up with groups as we were walking towards a rally, and everybody was just excited about what Mike Pence was going to possibly do. He was That's not going to certify the Arizona election. And let me tell you why I do not think – I know there were Trump supporters that got in there. I think that I've got a theory about the woman that got shot, which is an outrage that no one's 
screaming in the streets or burning buildings down when a woman got shot with no gun in her hand. I mean, nobody's talking about that. Like, because she's white, we don't talk about her getting shot. She was an ex-service person, wasn't she? She was a Air Force uh, for for sort terms of duty or services. What is it called for? She went. She's an Air Force person, retired. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I think she's retired. She was shot apparently in the neck, but there's rumors it was in the chest. But you can see the video. She's clearly standing there with a the gun, waiting. waiting. She's standing there with a the gun. No, 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 not she. She had no gun. She had nothing mm. in her hands. Okay. Nothing in her hands. An agent had a gun, and if you look at the pictures. Feels like a movie. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it that way. He's standing with the gun, aiming at her. They're yelling. Everybody's yelling. It waits. It waits. It waits. And then pop, he shoots her. No right. gun. She, she, there was no threat. And I talked to a few military people. And you don't take a shot at somebody when there's people behind. It's got to be a clear shot. You don't risk shooting another person or a bullet passing straight through a body and hitting another person. She was in a crowd of people. That another thing that makes you go, hmm. So let, let's, without putting Cox on the block here, let's just Cox say... Cox on the block? It, yeah, I've never heard a, that before. That's no. a British expression. There is it go. really? I, I, yeah. I'll use that. What, explain <laughs> to me what Cox on a block is. Like. <laughs> Imagine uh, a naked butcher. <laughs> ah, got, oh, got it. Yeah. And for me, that would be dangerous, but we can move on from that subject now. Okay. Let, let's okay. move on from that subject. Please. So, without putting Cox on the block... <laughs> I'm happy you like that one. You can I like use the way you say somebody... it. I like with, with your accent. It's great. I just love it. <laughs> so is there a possibility that the, especially after the, you know, the introduction uh, I, I sort of put together at the beginning of the show, do you think there's a possibility that the woman who was shot uh, was in fact a result of CGI and, and marketing? Is there a possibility of that? Well, I mean, there's possibly, oh, there's always a possibility of CGI. I mean, they, they, I've worked in the industry. I worked in Hollywood for 25 years, and I, I'm an art director, creative director, so I deal with images. So, yeah, I mean, that's always, that CGI will always be a possibility now. Okay. But it, I could I confirm with two witnesses that she actually was dragged out or dead. So, no, mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe it to be true. I okay. think she got shuffled in there. I got a theory about why she was the one that got shot. But I would just—I don't want to create a conspiracy theory. It's just no. I, my I don't mind. want to either. I want to debunk yeah. conspiracy theories. Yeah, she I was want to that, get to the I, truth. I can debunk the CGI part because I've talked to two witnesses that actually saw her get dragged out. Okay, they saw first person. Mm. Well, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I, I debunked that one. Yeah. Okay. So. And I have two videos of, of eyewitness testimony too. One from a deaf man. If your audience, mm-hmm. let me say this, please, because I haven't done—I haven't gotten this yet. A deaf man came up during one of my live feeds, and you'll see him uh, on in the live feeds. He, whoever reads sign, I have not yet had time to. He told his whole story first person in sign language during my video, and it was a, it was an incredible experience. And I need somebody to translate that. So I'm sure somebody in your audience reads sign. If you if you'd find that video, I think it's I believe I put deaf man in the um in the title in the, in the live feed on Mustang Medic. I'm trying to get translation for he had a first person uh, witness and another person also. I put both of them were on video. Well, that would be absolutely fascinating to hear that story. Oh, I know. I want to know what he was saying. He was impassioned. He, he's yeah. speaking sign. I made sure his hands were in, in the video so that nothing was cut off. Okay. Well, maybe some, one of our listeners can, yes. can help us with that. 
Yeah. Um, I need to get like three people to do it separately, independently do it. So I don't, I make sure it's not being manipulated message. So if I can get three people, separate people to actually bring that into Mustang medic to me, so you can do it through telegram, my Mustang medic, uh, digital soldiers and give that to us. It would help us out a lot because I need three is, different translations. So I know it's accurate. Is it possible to send us the link after the show and then we can post it on our, oh, absolutely. our show page and then yes. and if our listeners are able to do that, then that would be uh, fantastic. Yeah. And if they're on telegram and they search Mustang medic, digital soldiers, the chat groups right there and I'll, and I'll be happy okay. to give you a link yeah all right okay yeah. thanks so mustang we're coming up on a break in a couple of minutes but before we go there i i would like to ask you the chatter the word on the, the street okay who are these people who you know burst into the capital who is the guy with the viking hat who is the guy um, sitting on the floor with blood yeah, around okay. him. Who, who well, are there, these people? There's, well, there, there's chatter and there's not chatter. Uh, do you, uh, how much time do we have right now before break? Well, we can. We have a couple of minutes, but we can okay. go on beyond if we need to. Okay. The, 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 he was a show performer, and I could say this because he was in the middle of the street screaming, and all people were circling him, and he was definitely looking for attention. I mean, look at the way he's dressed. <laughs> no way. The guy with the really? horns. <laughs> the guy with the horns. No, but yeah. he was performing. He was performing. I saw him on the street. I think I saw him, I believe it was, I want to say it was before it, or I saw him after. I wish to God I could remember that. And I didn't shoot video of him. I don't know why I didn't shoot video of him. I kind of wish, I wish I did. Mm. I just looked at him. I just saw him as a clown. I'm just like, oh, I don't need this. I was, I was focusing on the Christians that were witnessing. There was a lot of wit Christian witness, and I have a passion for that. So I focused on that. Sure. On the street. There was a lot of Christians. It's a, it's a very spiritual movement that's going on around the president and free speech and the constitution but um it they i there was groups yeah. all types of groups there was mustang there was ve i'm very sorry to cut you off but we're really hard up on this break okay and uh i'm just gonna say we're listening to the other side of the news and we'll be back after the break Here's the big word, law. It stands for land, air, water. When you are born and you come into this world, you're born on the land, not the water. That's what the bar operates in. That's their jurisdiction, the jurisdiction of the sea. Okay? Law stands for land, common law. A stands for air, ecclesiastical law, canon law. And W stands for water, which is admiralty maritime law. That's what lawyers are trained in, which is contract law. It's the difference between legal and lawful is legal applies to that which is incorporated, right? Legal persons, which are fictions that are created when we're born. That's what the birth certificate represents, people. Okay? It's very disturbing when you understand that truth. For the other side of the news, my name's Christopher James, and I just wanted to give my full support to these wonderful people who are bringing incredible light forward at this time and moment in our world. The truth has never been more important, and I was incredibly blessed to be with them and share with them enormous truths on our very first interview, and I'm looking forward to coming back and seeing our world finally coming together under one hood, under one understanding that there's truly only one of us, and that there's only love that matters in this world, and this one truth is going to save our world, and I'm so blessed to be able to bring this forward and share this light with my fellow man and woman from this show this evening. 
So support them all you can moving forward. They're an incredible bunch of people. And Godspeed. Dr. Carrie Made on the other side of the news. And I'm excited to be here because we have freedom of speech and no censorship. Welcome back to the other side of the news. Uh, just before the break, I was talking with Mustang about all the different facets of the recent events in DC. And I still have uh, 99 questions to go. So, Mustang. <laughs> It's Mustang Medic, like, by the way. Mustang Medic's very important. Mustang's very general. Mustang Medic's me. I am very sorry. I didn't realize you it's had a, a double-barreled name. So. No, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a marketing guy, so I want to make sure they know my name. <laughs> okay. Well, then, Mustang Medic. Uh, Thanks, there we go. No, pl all no right. problem at all. <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking, cruising up to the break, and you were about to unleash another insight, <laughs> and I cut you off. So please continue. Uh, where were we? Help me remember. I'm 56 and I have my short moments. I was, my daughter distracted me during the break. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're taking the fall for me, Rachel. What was I talking about? Where were we? Oh, we were talking about the, the, the street performer. So anyway, yes. so I wasn't taking him seriously. So there was the, there. I saw a video of, of those some, cause some of those white vans again pulling up. Mm -hmm. And and then I heard chatter that they uh, were, just before the attack. Yeah, they were unloading people behind the behind the Capitol building. In the white vans, and there were police, and there were there were capital police cars there. Apparently, mm. yeah. So, and there were people. Yeah, there were people videoing. What happened was they they, they ushered them in. A lot of a lot, there, apparently two capital city policemen also committed suicide. And I want to say on your show that I'm very happy. I don't plan on killing myself in any way. I want to live a long time. So if I suddenly they're saying I killed myself, it's not true. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I do not want to kill myself. Okay. I just want to put that out there on your airwaves. So a lot of suspicious suicides right now are happening, uh, including, you know, Epstein and all that stuff. But they, there was all different groups. There were Trump supporters that got ushered in into the mob mentality and they believed they were allowed to go in because they saw Capital City Police saying go in. And then they had the, the, the minor capital city police inside running back. And then they had camera people that were with them. So there's, there's actual people shooting video while they're, they're setting up the shots as they're going up the stairs. All things make you go, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there's people inside the Capitol dressed with Trump hats looking out the window. Somebody shot that with their video and that got out. I, I believe it's, got, it's been squashed. You know, those, those things you have to catch or capture them real quick so they can repost them. And that's why I did that with my videos. I said, everybody capture them. I kind of, I'm kind of, I thank Google that I'm still up. I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to go down because I'm a unifier, but my message is not, I'm not creating what I'm saying to you is what I always say is chatter or opinion. I'm not saying anything to be true that I know is false. That I will not bear false witness. All I'm simply doing is seeking the truth and trying to get people to listen to each other. So there's and, a lot of groups. A lot of groups went in there with a lot of different reasons. Sure. But I do know that the optics that were created, mm. I believe, were were mastermind. So the Senate and the House could say, "We're just going to get this past us. We're just now forget it." And the reason I have that theory is this: Why would a mass group of Trump supporters attack the Capitol before Mike Pence certified 
the Arizona election. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the decision on Arizona. If it was after the decision and Mike, Mike, Vice President Mike Pence said, eh, you know, we're going to certify it. And then there was an attack. I probably would be more apt to think they were maybe some Trump supporters thinking, oh, my gosh, we've lost the country. So we might as well attack the Capitol. But the fact that they attacked the Capitol before they, they were done their debate and Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence certified the election, they gave him it. That that whole event was perfect optics to let them say, let's just certify it and move on. Because they certified an election that legally, constitutionally can't be certified. I mean, you make a very, very good point there. I mean, presumably people, you know, who wanted Pence to speak, uh, they they clearly would listen first before they react. So it, it doesn't make any sense the way it does. It doesn't make unfolds. sense. Things that make you go, hmm. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. See, we so both went, hmm. Uh, we, we has a lot of that going on. <laughs> we naturally so in, in the actual, I mean, you know, what we've seen has obviously been vetted and controlled. I mean, this has been there were no flies on the walls in, in the uh, in the Capitol building, I don't believe. I mean, there's a huge amount of censorship going on at the moment. So presumably anything which was showing a different view uh, has been pulled down. I mean, you... Well, that's that's what's so interesting to me, and I'm I'm fascinated by it. I'm thanking God for it that I still have a presence online. I mean, that's what's amazing to me that I, I don't understand. I'm, nothing happens by accident, so I feel like I'm useful to somebody. I don't know what my use is that I'm still up with my messaging, but my messaging again is not creating. I'm keeping it real straight of what it just what I'm just report, simply reporting what I know, and I've got 150 or 140 at the moment. What do we got? We got 140,000 subscribers. And I had 14 like three weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. So it's massive. And again, it is huge. not my intention. Yeah. Not my intention. I'm not celebrating that I'm, that I'm, oh, look, I'm getting all these views. I'm getting all this attention. Now, actually, I want to, I don't want all the attention when I'm getting it because I'm, I kind of feel like I'm putting my life on the line here. You know what I mean? With John, like what happened to John Lennon and everything. You just never know what person is going to think what. And, mm -hmm. and the powers to be, don't want a unification message. That's why I'm so unique because I'm actually mm. creating unification, and I got a huge support by the Christian community, just huge. Because I don't, I don't hold back when something good happens. I'm like, praise God, thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm not, I'm not. I have to tell people, I do not answer to any any group. Like people were like texting me, going, "You've got QAnon orders." I'm like, "What the hell is this QAnon orders?" I'm like, my answer is like, I don't answer to any person or group. I'm very careful to make sure that even people that spend time with me on video, because people come out to help me and stuff. I don't, I, those people are not connected to me. I don't know what they're going to do. And my point of view is with what CNN did with a hit piece on me is they're looking to find something on me. And fortunately yeah. I've been so transparent with my videos, even with my, when I had depression in the past, I started a channel called isolation kills two years ago, a year and a half before we got isolated. So that has to be God because I'm not that smart, you know what I mean? So I, since I'm so transparent, they attack me on my mental status. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't come across as a nutcase. I, I'm, I'm only looking at facts. I'm not coming up with like so-called. They call them QAnon theories, but this is my point of view on the QAnon thing. I don't know a lot mm -hmm. about it, but I think they're information seekers. These are what? people that are seeking information, and the way the mainstream media g g wants to stop the, the the information from coming out is they call them QAnon conspiracy theorists, and they try to discount you as, oh, crazy conspiracy. It's a crazy conspiracy. Just no, let, sure. we, 
Yeah, we it's, just need one judge to actually look at the evidence. That's all we need. It's, it's the same same tool which has been used again and again for for decades and decades. And racism and the racism tool. Sure, sure. Yeah. What's your more, you got more questions? Is that ninety eight now? We got ninety eight left. Yeah, just about crossed off ninety eight. <laughs> I better shorten my answers. What? Well, <laughs> unless you want to stay on longer, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a good time. My daughter wants to play video games, so she's giving me a lot of crap right now. But I'm I'm, oh, I'm enjoying okay. myself. You did right. say it. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm doing an interview here. Don't talk to me. Good. Sorry. Okay. So, right. what about the? I mean, what I saw portrayed on on television when the people stormed into the Capitol. Yeah, it, it looked to me like there was one guy, one one guard or one security guard sort of saying, this way, please, this way, please, yeah, this is the stairs, yeah, turn I left here. Yeah, I mean, I saw that clip. Yeah. in terms of like street on, um, you know, feet on the ground chatter, do you think that, you know, those people could have been prevented from, from entering well, the I, capital? Or do you think they I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a, I'm going to give you a first-person witness something that I have not even reported on. I'm going to give it to you right now on your show. I was talking to a gentleman who was a Democrat, Mm-hmm. And he was talking. He was talking to me two days after the attack on the Capitol. Is what I call it. And he knows this. He he knew of the chief of police, the, the chief of um, the Capitol Police. He told me that he went radio silent for twenty minutes. And again, this is just one person. This is not multiple sources. So this is just something that was said to me. That the chief of police was with Mike Pence during the attack on the Capitol, and he was radio silent for 20 minutes during the attack. The chief, the chief of the of the uh, Capitol Police. Why? Mm. Hmm. Why? Why would I mean? And he told me this. See, I mean, he doesn't even agree with me politically. We were just having a very frank conversation, and I would never give him up as a source. You know, I would never tell people who told me that. I can't. I'll never give up a source. I can't. I'm done. I'm done in my journalism goals if I give up a source. So, but he said that the, that the, it was very odd that the chief, the the head of the of the Capital City Police was radio silent and with Mike Pence for 20 minutes during the attack. Yeah, that's, that's strange. 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 Okay, I'm going to go to question number 97. So <laughs> you were just uh, cutting them down. <laughs> jump yeah. ten every time. Very quickly. Let's just jump time. So let's go to the night when you were standing out, freezing your... Um, took us off. Exactly. Not my cock on the block, but my took us. Yes. Absolutely. We're going to move <laughs> to the took us now. So <laughs> what, what, let's go in reverse order. Why, what time of night did these fireworks go off? Well, by fireworks, you're just saying that as a... I mean, literally, the fireworks in the sky. I saw fireworks I didn't go see off. Him. I didn't see them. You him. didn't see them. I didn't see them. I didn't hear them. Okay, but some people are saying <laughs> some people they went conspiracy off conspiracy theories. So yeah, and it's yeah, say it didn't happen. Okay, but you were there. Well, and... no, I was in a hotel room. I was in a hotel room. Yeah, but you were outside night. freezing or tuckers off. You said no, that so... was on the morning of of the of the of the twentieth. I was okay, freezing. So... I was there in the morning from twelve thirty a.m. to five on the day of go. the inauguration. Okay, At the night so... of the inauguration, I was in a hotel. Okay. So I misunderstood, or it right. has been twisted. The information I have seen has been twisted, but I understood that the it, fireworks went off in the middle of the night, and that was very, very strange indeed. To what me, to fireworks? Me, so. At what date? On what date? 
Well, on the night you were outside freezing your tuckers off that no, night. So no, no, no. The videos will show that there's no fireworks. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's clarified yeah. that. So, yeah, clear that so up. then, then we have all of these uh, buses. I don't know what you call them in the United States, but buses. The the tour like liners, like yeah, cross country liner call buses. Them coaches in English. Yeah, they probably call them coaches here too. Yeah. Okay, so they were turning up in the middle of the night, and then people were getting off. And no, no, they weren't so, getting off. They were driving past me. And they were going into the capital. I, okay, did, so, I, I did see some troops load up into one of the buses, though. Okay. So do you think yeah. that they are being called in to move troops around? I don't know. There were, there were empty buses that drove in, and yeah. then there were empty buses that drove out. And there, okay. were, and there were U-Haul trucks. There were, like, private uh, moving trucks going in. Mm-hmm. And there were some paddy. There were actually um, prison um I saw one black one drive past. Yeah, that's the, the one I'm talking. That's what I'm referring to. I was I was told by another viewer that, that was, those were prison buses. I don't know that to be a, tr- a fact, but I was like told it. that it was the, it looked like a prison bus. Yeah, it looked armored. It, yeah, it was it was odd. I'd never yeah. seen it before. That kind of bus. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so very quickly again, oh, I'm. Oh, and if I can interject one more thing, though, let me. Let me I know you're Please quickly. do. There's a there was a large group of people, plain clothes, carrying um like shoulder like luggage, looking like you know when people go to get on a plane. They were carrying that kind of luggage, and they were all going through, giving their passes. I think that's in part two. You the, you read the, my mind. That was question ninety six. Yeah, that was interesting. So, I couldn't figure them out. I don't know what they were doing, and they came from both sides. And could they, all they walked through the same checkpoint? Could they possibly have been a night crew that would go and clean? No, look no, after. No, like, again, it was, it was maintain. a description of like people getting on a plane. That's what they look like. So carrying they had like luggage. roll roll on luggage. They had roll-on luggage. They had back you know, the, the satchels hanging over their shoulders. Well, they're they all just different, are... clothes, different clothes. Okay, so they'd either come from an airport or going from an airport. Or That's what they like look it. like. It yeah. looked like it. That's what the typical group of going on to a plane. That's what they look like. So let's say that the plane, plane part is irrelevant. It's a question. They brought certain provisions with them yes. that they thought they either needed or, or they had needed previously. And they needed ID to get in through the yeah. gate. And yeah. they had lanyards, you said. Lanyards, yeah. Yeah. It's so really did they did stuff. they look I mean did you get a sense they were sort of like cleaning crew or lawyers They didn't or? care they, they they no they no they were not cleaning crew they were again they looked they were that's like they were the kind of those those kind of people they were not cleaning crew they were yeah. travelers mm. And any number I mean I saw in the video there's like I don't know what 20 30 40 maybe do you, would groups, you agree with that And, and, like, and like I think three or four groups of of 30 to 40 people Okay I don't know what's happening. All, the only reason I call it an operation is because it's on video. You can hear the, mm-hmm. the secret, the, 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 um, capital city police that took my ID. He, I said, what's going on is he goes, well, it's, this operate, it's just an operation. And what's interesting is after I got investigated by the FBI, he took my license, he walked away. And like five minutes later, like within five minutes, he came right back smiling and he gave it back to me. He goes, you can be here. Like, and I thought it was really weird that I, I thought they were sure they're going to kick me out and tell me I can't be here because I was the only person standing on the sidewalk. <laughs> I was like, it was so surreal. I'm mm-hmm. like, and he, he gave back, he says, if more police come out there, you're going to have to do the same thing. I said, I, I said, I'm really good at giving out my ID now. Everybody that, that, that asked me a question, just hand out my ID. And mm-hmm. I think that I've got a, a, a good file on me now <laughs> that I'm just known. And seriously, I think, I, think so. I really do. I, my approvals, I, I can shoot stuff now that I am shocked that nobody's coming up to me there. I, I seem to be floating around the guy. You know, everybody's been wearing cowboy hats now, but I, I'm, I'm this guy that just, 
I feel like I've got special clearances without knowing it. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like to me in DC. I, I re- and I have no fear. And I'm, and all I'm doing is practicing my first amendment, right? Which I still have at the moment. Mm, well, good for you. Thank fear yeah, fear yeah, is simply, God. yeah. Fear is simply uh, a, fantasy yeah, a word that describes the unknown. So yeah. uh, I've got an acronym for it. Fantasy expectations appearing real. That's what fear is. Interesting. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, do you have any questions for our guests? I do. I do. Uh, this is Anetta. And Hello, Anetta. hi, I've been quiet here, but uh, I'd actually like to take you back a little bit to mm. the inauguration itself. I know you you were with a friend who had credentials from NPR, I believe. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that, oh. that person with NPR was uh, about three or four days after the event. Oh, okay. almost, almost a week oh. after. No, I had no press. I had no press people. I just came in cold with a friend that, that flew in from Vegas, and I met her in the Baltimore airport and brought her in, and we stayed at the uh, hotel for two nights. Just a friend. At the inauguration. So. Uh, not, did I say inauguration? I meant to say the yeah. the, uh, the rally. Sorry. Yeah. Look, so no, I'm actually interested on the uh, about the inauguration. So, okay. uh, I know. Well, I, I don't know, but I guess I, I thought I understood that you were. You know, really not allowed to get very close. No, they, they actually they they opened up the green so green zone so far that you couldn't see the ball. Right. So that, so that kind of answers the question because I was going to ask you. I mean, you know, conspiracy theory or I not? Know. I, I, I know. I've, I've like looked. Crazy. I've, I've looked at a lot of stuff and it doesn't look very real. I'll just say that. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking, well, maybe there was a green zone that was around there because there really wasn't anybody there. I mean, we didn't but, see... That, you know, that's possible because I didn't see it. I mean, I, I, I yeah. would have loved to have been able to debunk that. I would have loved it to have that breaking. I, I, would, I would love I would, to I either way, God yeah. I had to, yeah, I was just so in shock that he got he, that he got sworn in, and I mm-hmm. knew I, I promised CNN I would do a second interview if he got sworn in. So I was like, my whole life's about to change because I'm about to go on CNN, and they're going to, like, they're going to... I know I don't... They're going to spin a message on me, and they did. They, unfortunately, they did do that. Mm-hmm. But I debunked it on, on my own videos, and I I showed videos of them shoot, showing me, and I on on video I narrate over what they were saying, so I I debunked them online with my stuff. Well, that's good. I mean, I I think the people that know they know what what kind of dirty tricks they play, and the yeah, but the, 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 but but you know? they 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 interviewed me, and then right afterwards, you know, Kumo and Kumo, whatever his name is, Kumo. Was any friend's name Chris Kumo, Chris Kumo, Kumo? Oh. Anyway, him and Don Lemon were like, what an idiot kind of like thing with their faces. And then they start talking about QAnon and white racist groups. So they're trying to tie me into that. And then, then two days later, they interview a guy with a cowboy hat in Texas. I couldn't believe it. They never, they never interviewed anybody with a cowboy hat until me. And two days later, they interview another guy that says, yeah, Joe Biden's a good thing. I'm like, I'm like, well, look at these optics these guys are doing. Anyway, I digress yeah. again. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. It's, it's gone on forever. I remember in 89 when the uh, San Francisco earthquake, I lived in San Francisco, and I remember um, I, it was, uh, uh, what was his name, Tom... Uh, What's his? I don't know. It was about the last time I ever looked at a television. Um, but he was standing out there in front of this one little thing, and it just looked like, you know, it looked like you were standing in the middle of purgatory or something. And, and the truth was, it was the only spot that was like that. And they just, right. it was just totally optics. And, and, and I've, I've seen it many times since then. I remember that first time, though, very clearly, and I went, wow. Well, it's very tempting. I mean, it's tempting to do that, especially me as an art director and a marketing person. I've did, and I've worked on movies and trailers and stuff. 
So I understand optics and, and creating things. I always set up my backgrounds. I look mm -hmm. at negative space, with negative space meaning not the object you're looking at, the space around it. I'm always conscious of that because I'm a creative director, which has mm -hmm. helped me with my videos that I do on Mustang Medic. So it's like I understand how tempting it is. But, you know, they're getting finance to say what they say. There's none, you know, Jim Acosta is not speaking his mind. He's being told what to say. They're oh, of course, yes. Well, they all are, yeah. I met with a swamp creature that dealt with $3 billion deals. And he said, the only way to operate in the swamp is you got to file the rules, which is, you know, it's all about the money. They'll sacrifice mm -hmm. anything. Seth Rich, they, they'll sacrifice anything. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. true. Well, so, so with Rich. your, so since we're on the topic of optics and, you know, we're, I'm aware of this. Out of all the things that you've seen since you've been there and you've been out there really just being eyes and observation for those of us that aren't there, what is what is your biggest hmm time that you've come across? Like could you describe what that is? I think I well, I think I gave you almost all of them. I gave you the you know, the the capital city policeman or chief mm -hmm. police not being radio silent. That was an odd thing. Because I knew he the guy well, did not agree with me politically. He wasn't feeding me anything. He was being honest. That, that's well, and then the, the, the police chief resigns right after that. I know. And why yeah. did he resign? I don't know why he resigned. Yeah. Hmm. It's, like all these, it's like all these CEOs and oh, and yeah, oh, all these Bezos. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, it's like, oh. There's so, so many things. I mean, it's it's so rich in, 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 like, trying to figure out the puzzle pieces right now. I didn't want to call it a conspiracy theory because conspiracy theories are usually debunked. But... There's so much information and clues that it's absolutely fascinating trying to figure out what's going to happen. And after March, I just I don't know what's going. I just can't imagine what's going to happen. I really feel like I'm not. I'm going to have subject matter for the rest of my life here in D.C. It's just a fascinating place. It really is just fascinating, and it's so. I, I the the residents are kind of paranoid. And they they're not very friendly. They got beautiful dogs. Everybody wears masks. They all do the six feet distancing. All the police and the federal agents are, are, are respectful and nice. Um, uh, but I'm a, I'm a uplifter, so I'm always giving them thumbs up and saying I appreciate you. I say that to the people that are doing the trucks, the you know trash trucks. I mean, I just appreciate people that are doing what they do, you know, for our society. I'm just like, thank you for doing what you do. We need to appreciate people more. So I think, and DC is so historic, but it's also. It's got such a history of, you know, it's, you know, there, there's pagan symbols on the Treasury building. You oh, know what I mean? the there's whole, pagan whole thing, whole yeah, thing they're, is they're, a pagan symbol, actually. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that there's, I mean, I remember just walking by the star, and I looked at it, on, on, the, on the, and I realized it was a Treasury building. I took a picture of it, did a post of it on my Instagram account, Mustang Medic. And I'm just like, what the heck is, you know, you know it's just, you know, I can go into it. I'm trying not to, I'm trying, I'm being very cautious not to go too deep down the bunny hole, rabbit hole, because if I do, I'll just, you know, be discounted. But like what they're doing with all their other messages. And I really just want to know the truth. That's all I want. Well, let me let me ask you something about something that's actually there that is pretty obvious. And that is the White House. What's going on in the White House? Is there anything going on? Or There is. You know? The White House the, well, the White House has been fenced off for a long, long time. And, mm -hmm. and I was able to have access to the ellipse up until about, three or four days before the 17th. So the around the 14th or 15th, they, they fenced it off and they wouldn't let you to the ellipse. So I slowly saw as they stayed on the ground, I got more and more restricted as more and more fencing went up as the inauguration was coming up. 
it was getting more and more fenced off everywhere. Um, it's always been fenced off and it's a horrible looking thing. You know, there's all these signs and everything out in the front of the white house. It's, it's much more gritty and dirty than you, the appearance of the talking heads that are on the grass and they get the pretty white house in the back. Oh no, I, I spent quite a bit of time in that. Yeah. Place. It's really kind of dark. Doesn't it feel dark? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it just feels I, I didn't, dark I don't enjoy it there. <laughs> I, I know it, it's so weird for me because I, I don't, I'm fascinated by it and I'm not afraid of it and I can walk through it. So for me, I'm just I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm and I'm and it's an adventure with me because I'm talking about what I'm trying to figure out and doing the videos, and I think that's why it's so popular, the channel and why it's taken off so fast. It's just because I'm I'm truly inquisitive, without an agenda. Okay. I, well, I'll let talk, me, to, I let talk me... to Antifa people and everything, mm-hmm. and I, I don't I don't care. I'm just like, oh. what do, you know, what are you about? You know, be I, I totally I totally believe that you 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 can't get the truth if you only want to listen to your own echo chamber. You'll never exactly. get there. Yeah, and that's why I'm in uh, DC. That's why I came. But here. Uh, but I, I I do have a question for you, and you know we have this this title which Timothy came up with. He comes up with most of our great titles, um, and it's is is there an elephant in the oval? I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's, there's uh, let me tell you why there's an elephant in the oval. That building, that building in the front of the White House. Now, it, it could be an observation deck, and they say that the observation decks have been built there before. It looked like it was coming down. Now they're telling me it's not coming down, so I got to go out there and shoot it again. I'm probably going to do a live feed on it. Maybe I want to do it tomorrow, but I need to rest. I'll probably do it on Sunday or Monday. But they, there's a lot of things about that building. Um, a lot of theories. Some people are like, "What an idiot!" That's observation deck. They build it every time, and they and they've had pictures of that observation deck, similar ones, at other um, uh, inaugurations. So, it's yeah. possible that it's simply just that. And they say so, it's gallows. There's people saying maybe it's gallows. They're going to hang people there. I do know that President Trump, two weeks before his presidency ended, and I'm putting quotes on that, air quotes on that, mm-hmm. he did approve. Um, that they could uh, do do legal hangings again. That's why I understand that to be true, which I've, is interesting. I've, under, I've understood that too. Yeah, um, I've heard. I mean, again, it, it's, I've heard it from like three credible sources, so I, I will share it. But you know, again, it's just people talking right now, and they, we don't have anything solid till we see it. It's just so. Then there, we're not allowed to see much because they put these fences up. And you well, can't get those fences, those fences went up, as I understand, with President Trump. Um, much earlier than, you know, where, where everything with the inauguration, everything. So a lot of those fences were put up during the Trump uh, uh, years. So I don't think they were, all those fences were put up. Uh, they, but they, they were up since I got there. Well, the fences, I mean, some of those fences went up in the Obama time. I mean, I remember various versions of this. Yeah, you probably, you know yeah. more about the history yeah. than I do, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm so, a newbie. Um, I'm just a newbie out here. <laughs> It is gritty, though. Um, I, well, I, I, and, and, and for me, it's working because I kind of have an innocence about it. You know what I mean? I don't really I haven't got a, a scorn agenda yet. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of like going I'm kind of I, I kind of do this. I quit. I'm going to share it with your viewers. I didn't magnetic. Yeah, I'm going to share this this this, this little thing. I was going to do it on video, but I kind of my, my daughter say no. I, I, I'll say I'm changing now, but I, I equate myself to like Bambi, just like dancing around a minefield. And everybody looking at me going, no, 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 don't step there. Don't step there. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and I just prance through and I praise God that I'm okay. And, you know, I just don't have any fear. Want to have talked more. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You, we're worried, worried about. Yeah. We, we are at the end of the show, folks. 
I want to thank you. You're a real inspiration. What an individual can do when they follow spirit. I appreciate that. Boldly, bravely. I give give all all credit up to the Lord. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for for joining us. Thank you for entertaining all our questions. Well, my daughter's going to be happy. She wants to play video games. It's almost over. It's almost over. You're happy? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good night. Pleasure. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.